what is that saying when you have like a craw in your uh, something in your craw I don't know <laughs> it's a southern saying I grew up in the south never heard it what? <laughs> it's like you've got something in your, stuck in your craw like what's stuck in your craw I don't That's even know what, what a craw is, is. Uh, I don't think anybody does oh. unless you're from the 19th century and live in Louisiana On this podcast, we share our experiences through the energetic practices that have changed our lives. Our mission is to encourage you to explore and experiment on your healing journey to find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. And now for the show. So welcome everybody to Is This Shit Legit? Episode 9. We are talking all about manifestation. Yes. I'm your co-host, Carrie M. And also your co-host... Hi, Vibe Heather. Excited to talk about this topic of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Since it's a really juicy, fun one. It's a big one, too. It's like, it sounds more narrow than it is, but it's like, I think it's got a lot more to it than we realize. So the way like, I think this came up, at least for me, I don't know exactly how you came about to wanting to do this topic. But for me, I wanted to do law of attraction. Because I was like, actually, it's one of the first things that we might do that I'm like, I don't really endorse that or think that it's necessarily true or helpful and that's where I think you came in and you were like well what if we did manifestation and you have a lot of experience in that realm right yeah so I've been using a manifestation practice since late 2019 that I've spent a lot of time working through and like learning and digesting and I love it it's super fun and yeah Previous to finding that this particular program, which I'll definitely go into lots of detail on, the whole concept of manifestation first dawned on me, I want to say probably back in like 2018. Mm -hmm. And I started like reading books on it and learning everything I could about it. And there's so many different ways or formulas people have for manifesting or beliefs around how it works. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting to see some of these different ways that people designed to go about it. But let's start out with like defining what manifestation means to each of us. I have two definitions. I have the, what I think most people think of if they're not familiar with manifestation and then what it means for me. The thing that I think most people think of is like, you just think about the things that you want and that will attract them to you. That will create them in your lives. If you want a mansion, you just put a mansion on your vision board and you think about having a mansion and you're going to get a mansion. Like that's how it works. You manifested it. And I don't think that's true. That's, that's a world of magic that doesn't necessarily exist on our realm. Maybe it exists somewhere else. But to me, Honestly, when I've dug into manifestation, which to be completely fair, I've not dug into it that much, but the few times that I have dug into it, it's like, oh, this is just like goal setting. Like this is just setting a goal that you like have something like if you want a mansion, you know, you're like, okay, how can I get a mansion? And like, what are the steps that I need to do to get in a mansion? But then it takes it like a little bit of a step further where it's like, and how do I embody the type of person that would have a mansion so that I can make the choices to get me to having that mansion versus someone who doesn't like, if I'm acting like someone who doesn't have a mansion, then I'm probably not going to make the choices in alignment toward getting toward a mansion. 
mansion just being a silly <laughs> dream that someone might have. But so it's the idea of like embodying who that kind of person who has the goal that you want so that you can make choices that are in alignment with going towards that goal. I love that. Yes. No, <laughs> that was great. I love how you use the word embody. I totally agree with your, your form of definition around that. And how I would define manifestation is very similar. It's setting a goal, something that you want to experience, have, achieve, be, mm-hmm. and then aligning yourself, your energy with that thing. So becoming the person right. who gets to experience that, be that, do that thing. And if you were already that person that embodied all of that, you would have it in your life. Mm-hmm. So the reason that you don't have the things that, you know, you have on your vision board or whatever, (laughs) your goals that you are working towards achieving is because on some level, you don't believe yet Mm -hmm. that you are either worthy of it or it's possible for you. Or that you're even like capable of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I agree. Manifestation is setting some sort of goal that you would like to achieve Mm -hmm. and then taking the steps, becoming the person, you know, who can have that experience. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, all those life coaches out there that are like, it's all about your mindset. You got to get your mindset right first or whatever. That's kind of like the first puzzle piece, I think, of manifestation. There's a lot more to setting a goal and achieving a goal than just having the right mindset. But that's where that comes from almost. I'm not positive it's where it comes from, but it feels like that rhetoric that like, you know, all those graphics that we see is like, make sure you're working on your mindset. You gotta have a million dollar mindset is coming from the idea that you have to believe that whatever it is that you want is possible for you and that you are deserving of that and capable of achieving it, right? Yeah. Well, I think another aspect too is your nervous system. So that's the most, the time that manifestation makes the most sense to me is when someone linked it to my nervous system. So humans crave safety. We always want to feel safe. And so it's why we don't generally go outside our comfort zone, right? It's very difficult for us to do something that we're unfamiliar with that might be dangerous because we don't have the evidence that it's going to keep us safe if we do something new. And so we tend to withdraw and stay in our comfort zone. Something like setting a goal to build your business or whatever it is, this goal that you want to do, it's new and therefore feels really unsafe. And so it's hard to reconcile that feeling of unsafety with the feeling of desire to want to do it. And that's where we can kind of get in our own way. And we can start to make choices that aren't maybe in alignment with the direction we want to go. If you're treating yourself and making decisions as if you are the person who deserves to have a mansion. You're giving your nervous system practice to feel safe in that space so that you don't feel unsafe going towards that goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I 100% agree with that as well. We tend to Mm self-sabotage if we don't feel safe Mm -hmm. in our nervous system. Yeah. And we'll have this goal that we set out to achieve, but then we're, we, the next step comes to us like, oh, okay. If you want that, then you need to take this step forward. You need to engage in this type of activity. And that that feels risky to you and you can't make yourself do that thing, you're never going to take that step. Right. (laughs) And so, yeah, helping your nervous system 
feel safe enough to move towards it is a Mm -hmm. huge part of it. Even something as simple as like envisioning yourself. Let's go again with the mansion thing. Yeah. Like envisioning yourself, like meditating on it and like seeing. Mental rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental rehearsal for to be like, this is an okay thing for me to do is like to have this mansion, to live in this mansion. It's okay for me to like buy a mansion and like you can envision yourself going to the bank to get your mortgage or whatever is practicing that over and over again is helpful to your nervous system to be like, this is something that happens in my life rather than I've never done that before. Oh my God. Your brain can't actually perceive between something that you have mentally rehearsed and imagined versus something you've actually done. Mm -hmm. That's why like when athletes, you know, visualize themselves making three pointers or like a, a pianist, you know, mentally sees themselves practicing. That is actually just as effective mm-hmm. as sitting down and practicing. Yeah. Like that mental rehearsal is telling your brain that, yeah, uh, you've done this already. It's safe. You can continue. You know, it's funny. I remember reading a, something, a, this is years ago, that people who watch fitness shows tend to exercise less because they feel like they've already done something healthy. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea if that's true or not. I remember just coming across it on like some probably BuzzFeed article five years ago or something. But yeah, like people who, who tend to enjoy fitness shows and watch that a lot don't exercise as much because they have like the feeling that they've already like, done it. done it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, good job. Way to go. You're healthy. But their body's like, actually, you haven't. Mm-hmm. You haven't gotten off the couch. Right. <laughs> You've been watching TV all day. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I have no idea if it's true, but it is kind of funny to me. And it kind of makes sense. Like, I think you do feel better about yourself when you're like watching other people do like, I don't know. Well, it sounded like what you were going to say was watching other people do the thing that you are wanting to do. Mm -hmm. That's actually a part of this process that I've learned. And that's called the expanders. Okay. So when you noticed somebody having, doing, being, whatever, that experience or that thing that you want to have, it signals to your brain, if they can do it, I can do it too. So it's important Mm -hmm. to find people that you feel like you can relate to who already have what you want to have to signal to your subconscious mind, oh, that's possible for me. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, really important part of that process. Well, so what's the response for the people who get like, for like jealousy, you know, when yeah. you see someone doing something you want and you're like, they're not good enough to do that. What, you know, like, do you have a response for that? Yeah. So jealousy is actually a really good tool for you to use to point you towards the things that you want. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's showing you that you are actually capable of that and you're for whatever reason not yet doing that. Mm -hmm. And if you can move past that jealousy and look at it from that kind of objective angle of like, oh, actually, I see myself in that person. And I'm also capable of that. I just haven't had the courage to actually do it yet. Mm -hmm. Then you can start to work with that and start to mentally unblock yourself emotionally unblock yourself to well, move I, towards it. I would also like to say sometimes it's not always a mental block. Well, I mean, there could be mental blocks there too, but I do just want to also recognize that sometimes it's 
things like resources or situations or circumstances you're in that like have hindered your ability to move towards something. So I just want to in the the vein of inclusivity. So it's not always just that it's like, oh, I haven't had the courage to pursue that, but it's like, you know, there's other things that needed priority in whatever way, which might've been like your survival in a bad situation, or it might've been, you know, your survival and needing to gather the resources that you need in order to go after that stuff. It's not always about courage, I feel like, yeah. but that can be oftentimes the last obstacle. <laughs> That's a really good point that you make because yeah, we all come from completely different sets of circumstances and somebody who has a lot more privilege or ease or resources or time on their hands, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have more space, obviously, to go towards the things that they want than right. somebody who's struggling to stay housed or fed. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, things like that. And so you make a really good point there. It's not just about like, you know, mentally unblocking. That comes back to like, creating that nervous system safety. That's a huge resource that we can have within ourselves. Getting your base needs met first. Mm -hmm. We can't like, I don't feel like it's people have the opportunity to really expand into bigger things if their base needs of survival aren't (laughs) aren't met. Those are always number one priority is getting those set. Yeah. And then, yeah, finding the way to balance, getting those set and keeping your nervous system in check. It's never going to be fully like relaxed, obviously. And it's not supposed to be, then there'd be a problem (laughs) with you if your nervous system was never on high alert. But yeah, just finding the way to like get your needs met and then work with your nervous system, learn to be in tune with your nervous system and help it so that you can then move forward towards the things that you want. So I'm curious, um, what is your experience with manifestation? You had said, talked about something about like law of attraction. You brought that up. Mm-hmm. Like what's your history or understanding of how some of those other practices work? Yeah. So mostly podcasts. I think, okay. I don't think I've ever really done law of attraction. I remember the secret, which is pretty much law of attraction, essentially the same thing, but the secret came out with Oprah. I know she didn't write it, but she's the one who boosted it. And then it went wild. And like, God, was it early 2000s, like 2003 or something like that? The secret came out. Was it like part of her book club or something? I think so. She had like the author on the show. My mom watched Oprah every day. So, (laughs) so Oprah was always like background noise in my childhood. (laughs) If I came home from school, Oprah was usually on, but I remember everyone was talking about the secret. And I remember just being like, this sounds like bull honky like none of this sounds correct because the secret is very much like well first of all it's annoying because it's like in no way a secret like it's not and it's like this is what rich people do to be successful it was almost like the original like business coach like the um what am I trying to say like the predatory business coaches out there that are like here's how you make seven figure months in the next week or whatever and you're like okay but uh yeah so it was like how are rich people successful the secret is their mindset. The secret is that they believe they can be successful. They don't have negative thoughts. They keep their thoughts positive and they stay really positive. And like, I'm very reductionist talking about the secret right now. I hesitate to say that it's helpful for anyone because I think it does more harm than good. But I mean, if you are in a very much like victim mentality of just like, you know, really struggling to like, what, how can I say this well? Like if you're really in that deep, 
place of blame and not being able to like see your own capabilities. I mean, I think almost anything can that's talking about like being positive can help you be like, there's another path other than me just being like jealous and angry and mm. upset at myself all the time. Like there's definitely a place where people can get where the secret might help them just pull themselves out or any sort of generic, like be positive, <laughs> like a mantra. Don't hate yourself all the time. But I remember thinking like, there's no way that like in 2003, we're just now finding out that like this small elite group of people have some like huge secret that they knew, which is why they're rich. And now they're releasing it to the masses so that we can all become rich. I was like, this is absolute bullshit. There's no way that this is true. So like, I went into that very skeptically. I never actually read the secret disclaimer but I've never read the secret I've listened to quite a few podcasts on people who have like dove into the secret and then law of attraction to me is very similar law of attraction is you attract what you are you attract what you're thinking and so if you're Mm -hmm. thinking negative things you're attracting negative things and where it gets really dicey is when you get into like illness people with chronic illness Uh, people who get cancer people who you manifested that illness. Exactly. It's your fault because you weren't being positive enough or if you're struggling to oh That sounds so toxic. It. Yeah. And I mean, there's been backlash to that. So I think they kind of have tapered that messaging in a little bit because it's yeah. like, of course, you didn't cause your own cancer. But then you get into like the crunchy people who are like super all natural, clean, whatever, and stuff like that. And it's this, I'm again on another tangent, but it's like this idea that your choices is what made you sick mm. or like, and I mean, say that someone like to so someone with Crohn's disease or something that's just like an autoimmune chronic illness yeah. that like, is just because they're alive, they have this illness. And it's like, well, if you had had a better attitude, if you'd had a better outlook, maybe you wouldn't be struggling so much with that. And Sounds so, like victim blaming. Yeah. It's really bad. Now the nicer circles of law of attraction that I've heard people talking about do tend to balance that a little bit more and they don't blame people for their bad circumstances, but they do say like in those bad circumstances, you want to keep your thoughts really positive to help you move through them better, right? To help Mm. you, you know, like be stronger and focus on the positive, which has its merits, but at the same time, ignoring our feelings and trying to push our feelings down and not acknowledge that we're really sad or really scared or that you know we're angry about something that just causes you to be stuck yeah yeah and so this idea of like keep positive and stay positive for the uh end result of like attracting positive things to you like that will not bring positive stuff to you it will disconnect you with your body yeah so that you don't know what it is you want you become in the long term very disconnected very confused very frustrated and so that's my problem with law of attraction in a nutshell yeah that's so fascinating so I never like got into the secret or the law of attraction per se mm-hmm. thank god yeah. <laughs> who knows where I would have gone so with hopefully that you would have been smart enough to be like this sounds like a scammer yeah <laughs> yeah So I read some interesting books that, yeah, did not pertain to those ways of being, thank God. Um, But in like, yeah, late 2019, I stumbled across this podcast called Expanded Mm -hmm. and it was all about manifestation. And I got hooked because I was already like interested in it. Sure. Like backstory, 2018 was a terrible year for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the year that I had a lot of marital issues, ended up separating from my spouse for that year. And during that time, I realized, holy shit, I've never really created any sort of plan for my life. I've just kind of gone with the flow and allowed things to just happen. And now I'm at this point where like I'm single, 
Mm -hmm. And I get this opportunity to kind of start over. And what the fuck do I want to do with my life? And that's when I got really interested in like, oh, I get to actually design it. I get to create what I want for myself. And that was so exciting and refreshing instead of just like living out somebody else's plan. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started to get into it. Spoiler alert, ended up reconciling that relationship, (laughs) lasted a few more years, now going through an ugly divorce. But all that aside, that is what spurned this in me and gave me a taste of it Mm -hmm. and gave me permission to start like moving towards what I want for myself. And so then late 2019, I find this podcast and this woman who hosted it, she has this whole membership called To Be Magnetic. Uh, Her name is Lacey Phillips. And She's like designed a whole process for manifestation Mm -hmm. that is not based on like mindset or staying in the high vibrational state or anything like that, because she also saw that that was bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so her, the way she described it, and you know, this is after years of like practicing this, she says you manifest from your subconscious beliefs. So like any pain, shame, or programming that you picked up in childhood, those are like stuck in your subconscious, Mm -hmm. limiting what you see as possible for yourself. Or, you know, you witnessed your parents having a certain type of relationship. That's going to be something in your brain that Mm -hmm. you are more than likely going to kind of recreate for yourself unless you make conscious effort to do something different. Right. So her, unless you're a cycle breaker. Yeah. So her whole process is about breaking those patterns. Mm -hmm. It's about recognizing these are like the limitations that I have in my own mind around like what I want, finding what those are and working through them so that you believe that you can have them and you stop self-sabotaging or reliving old patterns Mm -hmm. unconsciously. And allow yourself to move towards these things. So her process, she breaks it into three steps. And the first is to expand. So you have to like surround yourself with people who have the thing that you want to have or do the thing that you want to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the more similar they are to you, the more your brain will be like, if they can have it, I can have it. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step of her process. The second one is to unblock. So it's like noticing your own limiting beliefs. And these, she says, are easy to find if you notice when you're triggered. Whatever emotionally activates you, Mm -hmm. chances are, you know, there's like a limiting belief behind that. Right. There's a link somewhere. Yeah. And so if you start to track those. Or you know, witness these patterns coming up over and over again, start to track like, okay, what's behind that? What is my belief around, you know, why things have to be this way and how can I change that? And then she has these like self-hypnosis recordings that you listen to on different topics to help you reprogram these beliefs in your mind. Because the brain, yeah, you can't tell the difference between something that you've imagined versus, you know, actually experienced. And so you can go back to like a scenario in your childhood where you maybe experienced some sort of trauma 
and you can reprogram what the outcome was or reparent yourself Mm -hmm. in a way to help change how you see things, your perception. Yeah. And then the last part of her process is to take a blind action. So it's like when you're an idea pops into your head, sit, do this or go there, following through on those things. Yeah. And that's her whole formula for manifesting. Okay, cool. So I have one thing. You said it earlier and you said it again. That yeah. Like, kind of. I don't know that I agree with. Yeah. Manifesting is goal setting. That's the magic of like really investing in yourself and doing what you need to do in order to make decisions to get to the place you want to be. What I've heard a lot in this world, and you've mentioned it twice, is that your brain can't differentiate between, essentially between reality and imagination. And I just don't buy it. I don't know that that's true. I don't have a way to prove that it's not true, but it just like, I really, really, it bugs me when people say that. Yeah. <laughs> like mantras. Mantras actually, I'm like pretty anti-mantra. If you don't know what a mantra is, it's like a phrase of something that maybe you want or something that you want to believe. And so you just like repeat it to yourself over and over again, or maybe in the mirror or something like that, or when you're meditating. And so it's like something, it's like a phrase you hold on to in order to believe something different. And a lot of times when people assign you a mantra or encourage you to use mantras, they're like, your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. So if you say that, your brain's going to believe it. Our brains are made to question everything. Our brains are made to be skeptical and to be scared of everything in order to keep us alive. And I really, really just don't understand how my brain would not be able to differentiate between what I'm imagining and what's really happening and what my like my only anecdotal evidence that I really have for this is that I know when I'm lying to myself you know Hmm. I know when I say something my brain immediately is like no you didn't (laughs) your brain will call you out when you're lying to yourself yeah and that's how I feel like I know that it knows the difference between imagining and reality so that's that's an interesting take and I just did a three-month training on self-directed neuroplasticity Mm -hmm where we learned all about how malleable the brain is Mm -hmm. and how anything done with repetition, thought with repetition, said with repetition, forms a new neural pathway. So with enough repetition, Mm -hmm. you can create new neural pathways in order to create new habits, new perspectives, new way of seeing things. But what you're saying is new. Not that we didn't realize that that wasn't how it always was. But that so I think what you're getting at is some sort of incongruence, some dissonance between what you actually believe and what you're telling yourself. Right. Okay. And so in order for this to work, there has to be congruence. You have to actually believe the things you're telling yourself. Right. But that's how I know that. I can tell the difference between imagination and reality. (laughs) So there is a way to use your imagination so that you can walk yourself through scenarios in a new way right? that is congruent and doesn't create this dissonance where you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. I think I understand what you're saying. To me, I think I just interpret it a little bit differently. You're just giving your brain another option to do something differently. It doesn't mean that it like, because I've imagined it now I'm like changing my memory into being like, oh no, when I have trouble with my parents, I handle it really well because I'm imagining the scenario and I'm, (laughs) I'm always handling it well. Like, but it's giving, it's expanding the options that I have 
versus going back into like my preset options not preset but like what I learned as a child or yeah in whatever situation like there's a slight difference to me in that not that I don't tell the difference but that I now have more options and I'm giving myself the safety to choose a different path yeah so it's all about practicing that's what mental rehearsal is Mm -hmm. it's practicing what is a better outcome? How do I achieve that better outcome? How do I show up? What do I want to feel? What do I want to embody? And you're trying all of that on in this mental rehearsal Mm -hmm. in order to like, then, okay, you've created that safety in your nervous system. Okay. I'm mentally seeing myself facing this situation, this trigger, this activation. Only now I've practiced facing it, feeling confident, feeling self-assured, seeing a different perspective and embodying that, moving through it with success. Mm -hmm. So the next time you actually in real life are faced with that situation, like you said, you're giving yourself a new option, Mm -hmm. an alternative way of meeting that challenge. Yeah. So that's how... When I say your brain doesn't know the difference between imagination and the reality, like through mental rehearsal in that way where you're embodying and trying things on with a secure nervous system, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. But what you're saying with the incongruence and the dissonance, like, yeah, that is bullshit. Like you can't convince yourself something's true if you don't (laughs) believe it. Yeah. Well, like I'm coming up with better examples now. I know a lot of what I said was like, like, uh, but like mantras going back to mantras where it's like, I don't like dessert. Like if I want to stop eating sweets and it's like, you don't want ice cream and you just, that's my new mantra is like ice cream is not my favorite food. Ice cream, you know, like, or whatever your mantra is and your brain will immediately be like, "Mm, that is not true. That's okay. You (laughs) You love ice cream. (laughs) You have to, yeah. You have to meet your belief where it actually is Mm -hmm. and then start to shift your belief. You can't just tell yourself you don't want something that you actually do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I see what you mean now. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of messaging out there that is like, well, you just, if you repeat that, like similar to what you're saying, where it's like, if you just keep repeating that, it will become true. I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Like I think I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but I think there is messaging out there where that is what they're saying is like, just repeat this. And eventually it's going to be true for you because your mind gets used to it. And when it's like that far of a distance of like, it's just something that's not true for you, it's not going to work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I see what you mean. Yeah. And I agree. But But I agree too. Like everything you're saying, I'm not trying to like ruffle your feathers. I don't think this is what you're saying. That's often what I have a problem with with manifestation or with law of attraction. Well, I think you've brought up a really good point because yeah, there are a lot of people out there who will tell you that you can go against your own set of beliefs and mm-hmm. convince yourself of something that you don't believe. Cause right. I mean, that's, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a way you can work with your beliefs. Well, actually, yeah, I would love if you can expand on that because you said something interesting was that you have to meet your belief with like where it is. Mm-hmm. I would love if you could expand on like, or give tips on how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> how best do you like figure out what your beliefs are and then help mold them a little bit towards the direction you want to go. Yeah. Okay. So according to what I learned in this training, you have to find that place where you're triggered or activated. So say 
I'm going to come up with a weird example, just something random. Like every time I see my boss's face, I get pissed off. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just in a bad mood all day and just ruins everything for me. And you don't want that to keep happening because you have to see your boss's face multiple times every day. Right. And so you can go into like a relaxed state, you know, say you're already triggered and activated. So you're going to then calm your nervous system down. You can do that through tapping, bilateral stimulation, anything that's like deep breaths, anything that's going to help you calm down. So once you're into that calm resource state, then you want to think of like, okay, instead of getting upset every time I see my boss's face, instead, I want to feel, and you choose how you want to feel instead. And it has to be true for you. I want to feel courageous. I want to feel confident. Because maybe you have a history with your boss of him belittling you or something like that. And so you shrink and you get mad, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to be confident and I'm not going to allow, you know, him to determine my mood and ruin it for me the whole day. So then you, you decide how it is that you want to feel and then you start trying it on. Okay. If you're confident, show me what that looks like in your body and you like correct your posture, hold mm -hmm. yourself high. And then you picture your boss's face now with this feeling of confidence and courageousness. Mm -hmm. And then you see what changes. Okay. Now, am I still getting mad? No, now I'm, I'm feeling a little different about my boss. Now I'm noticing that he's kind of a stupid guy. <laughs> and I, I feel pity. I feel kind of pity <laughs> for him. You know, maybe he's an asshole because he's married to someone really terrible. Yeah. yeah like, and he's just taking it out on all of us. Right. So then as you try on these new, more empowered states, and you look at the situation again and again, you start to shift your perspective around it. Mm -hmm. And it's not this like big thing hanging over you anymore. Now you can start to rise above it and see it differently so that it's no longer controlling how you feel about it. You can choose how you want to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a mental rehearsal of like, how am I going to show up when I see my boss? How do I want to feel? Trying it on, practicing it, noticing the sh mental shifts that are taking place as you are imagining seeing your boss's face mm -hmm. so that the next time you see your boss, you can show up totally different. So in a nutshell, that's a process for yeah. changing. I think I like what you said too about how do I want to feel. It's different than just trying to like force yourself to feel a certain way, but just like being curious about yeah. what emotion that you would like to have in this situation and then yeah. working with yourself to figure out how do we get there? What do we need to do? That's how you create that congruence. And also having the realistic expectation that it might not be in one setting exactly. of being like, and the next time it'll be perfect. But yeah. being like, okay, this is the begin, the first step to yeah. start to readjust things. Yeah. And that's how you can reprogram your mind. You know, mm -hmm. you're practicing, you're allowing yourself to try on different feeling states and looking at that problem in a new way. So I feel like you already kind of shared your experience with it. Is there anything else that you wanted to share on like your specific experience with manifestation? Ooh, yeah. So let's see. 
So I've been practicing this particular process for four years now. And for a large part of that time, I was in a situation where I was like mentally blocked Mm -hmm. because I was continuing in this relationship that wasn't right for me. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of like anxiety in my body and I, whatever. So I wasn't actually like moving towards things in the way I wanted to be. So once I left that relationship and started to like increase my self-worth and take the steps towards choosing myself, Mm -hmm. prioritizing what I want, that's when things really started to shift for me. And now that I'm in a completely different position and I've actually witnessed a lot of changes happening in my life because I've taken these actions I can like trust the process a lot more and it moves so much more quickly for me as far as like when I decide I want something and then it appearing in my life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, that time that it takes for that to happen. So what things have you manifested? Tell me something you've manifested. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when I needed to move after like decided to get divorced, I like wrote a list. This is this is what I'm looking for in my next place. And I didn't have that much time to do it, like maybe six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I found a house that list that like met all those criteria. That's cool. Yeah. There's a lot of like little things like. But those are important. Little yeah, things are the little important. things are important. Like, yeah, it's not all getting a mansion. It's yeah, not yeah. Like, I want a mansion. Now let's get there. There's lots of little things that we can manifest. I mean, you can manifest, I guess, anything you want, really. But it can be like something for lunch that day. Or yeah. like- <laughs> More recently, I needed a new pair of jeans. Like mm-hmm. I had outgrown a pair of jeans that I really liked, this mm-hmm. particular brand. And so I needed one size up. But these jeans were really expensive. Uh And so I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can manifest a pair of these for like under $50. That'd be nice. And so I went to this consignment shop where I was like selling some things. Mm -hmm. And I turned around and behind me, there was a sale rack. And the exact (laughs) jeans I wanted and the right price size, Mm -hmm. they were like $38. Perfect. And I was like, Okay. Awesome. Totally manifested that. Okay. Wait. So what were the steps you took to do that though? Like, cause I feel like a lot of what we're talking about is like, it's like goal setting, right? And you like set a goal and you like take the, make the choices and take the steps to do that. Yeah. But like that story kind of sounds like I wanted these jeans for under $50 and poof, they appeared in front of me, Yeah. which is kind of like the opposite of, I feel like the message we want to get So out. I got really clear okay. on what my parameters were. Like, needed to be this size, needed to be this brand, needed to be under this price point. Mm-hmm. So that's like setting a goal. Uh-huh. And then I had to believe that it was possible for me to find that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have that great of self-worth to realize a pair of jeans, you it's know. Worth you being aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then I was able to, when I was at that store, I just had the thought like, why don't you, while you're here, look around and see if they have them. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, I turned around and there they were. Yeah. So I guess you could also say part of that is like making sure that you're taking the time to have your, like to be mindful of what's around you and yeah. you know, not just moving through life because you could have just completely walked out of that store and left and been like, thank you, take my stuff and gone and been in a rush. Yeah. But being more present in your everyday life. Well, when I heard myself thinking like, oh, maybe the jeans you want are here 
And so I stopped to look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's being like present in your present moment versus in some other moment or whatever of like, you know, later today I have this appointment. I need to make sure I drop that off before I do whatever and stuff. Yeah. And you can't hear like with all that noise, you can't necessarily hear your intuition saying, take a look at this rack over here. <laughs> Another fun thing. So this is something that I had wanted for probably three years is I had looked into like getting microblading done on my eyebrows and I was uh-huh. like, oh, that's really expensive. Yeah. And so I just decided like, eh, I'm going to not do that now. Sure. So then probably three months ago, I just happened to notice in the Upper Left Ladies Slack channel that somebody had posted in there, hey, my friend is does eyebrows and she's looking for clients to practice on. She'll do it for free. Oh, okay. If you post on your story and Instagram about it and write her a review. And so I was like, "Uh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. And so I like signed up, went and did the whole process, got free eyebrows. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. So it was just like a matter of like, you have to let go of the outcome, like how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. when it's going to happen and just be open to like it happening when it's meant to happen. I've heard that a lot too. Is that like letting go of like how you think it's going to exist? Like, you know, be, being like, I definitely need this to happen at this time with this person or whatever and stuff like those kind of parameters can a lot of times kind of put like a choke on it yeah kind of bottlenecks it but when you're just like I would like to feel this way however that comes to me is like allowing the universe to kind of like work the way it wants to work rather than like you need to do this for me in this way I don't know if I'm making myself you yeah, You'll that totally that. makes sense. Because uh, that's also something she talks about. Like, don't get so specific where you're like, say you want to manifest a partner and he's got to be six foot two and have brown hair cut just like this and blue eyes. And he's got to, you know. Yeah. Like, it's almost like making demands. It's like yeah. where I demand that I need this specific thing versus like, I'd like, like for me, a lot of the stuff that I manifest is like, I want to feel like my basic needs are met and I want to feel safe in like the work that I do and that that will provide for me and that I want to like be able to be who I am without having to sacrifice part of that for money. Like those are the kind of things that I focus on when I'm uh, manifesting. I don't necessarily manifest physical things. I mean, I guess I could get into that if I wanted to, but I focus on like the way I want to feel and show up in life. And like, this yeah. is the kind of lifestyle, I guess maybe lifestyles, right? Like I want this kind of lifestyle without worrying about finances. And that's, I love that you brought that up because that's actually what she wants you to do is get to the essence of how you want to feel once you have that thing. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what we're manifesting is how we want to feel. That's mm-hmm. why we do anything is because of how we think it's going to make us feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you can get to the essence of what it is, the feeling you want to have when you have that thing or that relationship or whatever, then you can allow yourself to be open to however that shows up, whatever package that looks like. Right. Sorry, I was looking at the date because I remembered that this is going to be coming out right before New Year's. It should be, if you listen to this in real time, it should be December 27th. Oh. So at this, which I think is part of, I don't think we chose manifestation because it was New Year's time, but I think we both somewhere else were like, oh yeah, and this is going to be like a New Year's episode, which manifestation is like 
a great thing to talk about when resolutions are very top of mind for everybody. So yeah, that's great timing, mm -hmm. which I think is important to think about, like, how do you want to feel in 2024? Like versus what are the things that you want to do? What are the things you want to get? But like, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have in 2024? Yeah. And if having a certain experience is going to create that feeling for you, mm -hmm. then go for it. Like work to have that experience. Totally. So in the, in the theme of New Year's, what do you want to feel in 2024? Ooh. Just for funsies. Yeah. Off topic. So it's interesting because we talked about this a little bit at our Upper Left Ladies Christmas party that we had mm -hmm. last weekend. Yeah. And my word of the year for 2024 is magic. I love that. Okay. So what does magic mean to you though? For me, it's like, I just want to surrender to the mystery and allow things to happen, like magical things to happen without feeling like I have to orchestrate them or make something happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like be open to wonderful things appearing. I love that. Yeah. That sounds very similar to like my general, what I want is like, I always talk about, I want to be like, I don't want to do, I want to be, I want who I am to be enough for me to be alive. You know, which being alive means having food and shelter and, you know, running water and all of that stuff. That's always bugged me is like, well, it's capitalism, but it's that I have to like perform in order to be alive. And that's frustrating mm -hmm. to me that it's like I have to choose something to work on in order for me to drink water, in order for me to buy food, in order for me to have a house over my head. I've got to like choose how I can benefit other people. And it's not enough that I just exist and was born without asking to be born for me to have food and like things to sustain me. Like that really frustrates me, which is a different conversation. But so that's why a lot of what I try and manifest is that like being who I am is enough for me to meet my needs mm. and calling that in in whatever way that that is like, however I am just somehow sustains me. I love that. Yeah. That's also something she talks about a lot is that like working to get in alignment with your authentic self-expression mm -hmm. and the more aligned you are, the more the things that you want will just gravitate towards you. And so yeah, that sounds a little bit like law of attraction. <laughs> well, I mean, if you are really being true to yourself and speaking up for your needs and advocating for who you are and what you want and not settling mm -hmm. for situations that aren't right for you, that don't feel good, then it makes it a lot easier for the things you want to find you because you're not creating these roadblocks, these mm -hmm. obstacles. Well, I think too, for me, this is just semantics. But it helps me to think of it, not that things are going to find me, but that I'm going to be like the genes, that I'm going to be more aware of their presence. Because it's all here. It all exists. And then we tend to be in our heads and thinking about other things and trying to like really work really hard to make something happen. And we miss a lot of stuff. We miss a lot of opportunities. We miss a lot of connections with people because we're so laser focused on like this one thing here, paying attention to that. And so... Being able to get your nervous system to a place where you're more present and you're more just like able to receive and, but 
even like the receive is like, it's just perceive, perceive, not receive, but perceive what's going on around you so that you can like pick and choose. Like that actually sounds really nourishing. And this actually looks like it would be really in alignment with the direction I want to go. But those things we might kind of put our blinders on accidentally. If we're too specific. Mm -hmm. If we're just like, nope, this is what I have to do. And I'm going to go here. And that's, that's the only option is me doing this thing. We miss all sorts of stuff that's going on around us. Yeah. So that's a really good point. But also, I like what you said, uh, receive, Mm -hmm. receive and perceive, I think both, because a lot of us don't feel as much as we say we want to have things. Yeah. (laughs) When it comes to actually receiving them, we will put up all sorts of walls. That is very true. I mean, even think about compliments. So so, like there are people and most people are really terrible at receiving a compliment. Yeah. Someone's like, I like your sweater. They like immediately have to be like, thanks. I like your earrings. (laughs) They have to deflect it into something else. They can't just sit in that and be like, thank you. I like it too. Like it makes me feel really good. And that points out like the whole self-worth thing. mm -hmm. Like, am, do I perceive that I am worthy of receiving Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever I want. So in 2024, we want more rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming up with all the catchy slogans, receive and perceive, perceive to receive. Yeah. (laughs) So I think the foundational aspects of manifestation Mm -hmm. are self-worth, has to be in alignment with the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that it's possible for you. You have to work through limiting beliefs that are standing between you having the, whatever it is you want. You have to have a nervous system that's secure and relaxed enough to be open to all the different possibilities. Mm-hmm. What else? You have to be willing to take the steps to move toward it. And you... You have to be open to different possibilities too, I think. I know we kind of touched on that a little bit, but you have to be flexible in the way that things might show up. Like, you know, if you really are like, I need a car, whatever reason, or I need my car to be fixed, you know, if you're like, it has to be at this one dealer and it's going to be this one specific car because that's my favorite car and I've had it since I was 18 and I can't lose that car or whatever, like... That might not be how it shows up. It might be your mom's old car comes to you and is like, hey, I have this spare car or whatever. Yeah. And you can't be like, no, that's not the car I want. <laughs> like you want your old favorite car fixed, but if you need to get to work or transfer yeah. kids around, taking someone else's spare car might be how it comes to you. It might not be that your old car get fixed, but somebody else loans you a car, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So being flexible and like the I need the security of getting my car fixed. And that's going to come to me in some way. Yeah. At the end of the day, you need a car. Right. Right. You know? (laughs) So however that shows up, be willing to. Exactly. Yeah. Rather Um, than being like, no, it has to show up this one way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unless you feel like you're settling for something that's like an old self-worth, low self-worth kind of pattern. Mm Mm-hmm. In that scenario, then that would be received as like a, a test. Okay. Where you would have to hold out for the thing that you know you deserve. You can't spring that on me at the very end of this episode. (laughs) That's a whole other episode. Well, okay. Let's get to our ratings. Do you want to rate first? You want me to rate? So we're rating. How um, much manifestation has had an impact on your life? Oh, okay. Thank you for framing that. I was like, oh. (laughs) That's how I've always thought of our ratings is like, how much impact has this made in my world? Yeah. Which is why 
Gene Keys got a zero or a one. Yeah, yeah. I just have never heard of it. Who is Gene Keys? Yeah, I mean, maybe you guys should listen to that last episode to figure out who the hell he is. Anyway, you know, I'm just going to say 10. Oh, we need to change our rating system to like one through 100. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, For me, manifestation, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, like, I don't use it a ton. Like I said, I don't generally, like, try and manifest, like, physical things. It's not where my attention goes in that way. It doesn't mean I couldn't move that way at some point in my life. But it is much more lifestyle and, like, essence to me when I try and manifest, like, who I want to be and how I'm supported in the world. And I do feel like I have, like, an undertone of that in my life. But it's not necessarily a very active Mm -hmm. thing. But I have over the last, like two, three years, seen that expand every time. I'm like, I do see it working. (laughs) It's a slow process and I'm, but I am starting to notice the little things where I'm like, that's different than it used to be. So is that. Oh, that's very interesting. So I love that. And I think this probably started to come about for you when you left that job. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is the timeframe we're talking about. 2021, January, 2021, I left a essentially a nine to five job like I'd go to work every morning and come home for dinner every night yeah that was really not great for you yeah and you felt burnt out from it Mm -hmm. and once you decided like I'm not going to do that to myself anymore Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a different way of getting my needs financial needs met and you started your own like entrepreneurial journey I did I did and now I'm a freelancer in podcasting and writing and social media consultation and so you are being like true to yourself yeah your authentic needs and desires and over time you've made more and more decisions that have aligned with that Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree with all this now you're seeing you're experiencing yeah what you experience want. the results or closer to the results that I want but yeah I definitely am in a place where like I feel like who I am is more supported in my daily my day-to-day life I don't have to like perform in a certain way in order to have my needs met if that makes sense yeah so yeah I love that. That's where we are. So five plus 10 is 15 divided by two is seven Seven and a half. half. So manifestation gets a legit rating of seven and a half out of a 10. Heather's just way too (laughs) enthusiastic, I guess. (laughs) Cool. So well, happy new year. If you're listening to this in real time, I hope you have a wonderful new year's Eve safe. Please be safe and don't drink and drive folks. I always get very concerned about that. New Year's Eve is like my favorite holiday, which I know is funny because like nobody likes it, but I'm like, I think it's so fun, (laughs) but I really love tracking time. So (laughs) that's kind of my thing. But anyway, yes. Happy New Year's. Thank you for listening in 2023. We're excited to see you in 2024. Are there any closing words? Yeah. Happy New Year's. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah. Find us Carrie at Carrie.m and at hi.vibe.heather on instagram yes you can find us please leave us a rating a review wherever you find this fine podcast we would love to hear from you and hope you enjoy this episode perfect we'll see you in two weeks